Welcome to the Mind Gym. This is the Pain to Power podcast with Dr. Keith Abloh, where you become the strongest individual you can be. So, I picked up my copy of Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning this morning. You should have a copy of Man's Search for Meaning. I wonder if uh, you probably already do. If not, you should get it. Uh, Frankl, uh, you likely know, uh, was a psychiatrist who was imprisoned in a Nazi death camp and developed his theory of how to cope with and overcome any adversity while imprisoned in that death camp, which he did survive. Uh, But the lesson that he brings us in Man's Search for Meaning is an incredibly important one because the core message is that you retain, if you can remind yourself of your continuing power, you retain your ability to decide how to respond to any set of circumstances. And so Frankel developed what he called logotherapy, uh, which was his technique of helping people and healing people. Uh, but he also really helped people focus on that core issue, which I'd like to highlight today and to share with you as well that we can't predict a lot of things in our lives. A lot of things are painful that we encounter, uh, loss, reversals, stress. These are all things that are human and they happen. There's no way to avoid them. You know, we're vulnerable creatures, we human beings. Our biologies are unpredictable. Uh, We're not perfect machines. They fail. Uh, That leads to illness in ourselves and in people we love. We're not immortal. We lose people who die. Uh, We're uh, not uh, immune in any way to the darkness uh, that sometimes captures people and exposes us to all manner of ills including, in in Viktor Frankl's case, living through the Holocaust. Uh, But what Frankl realized is that the ever-present, and I'd say God-given, reservoir that never is completely depleted, kind of like the, you know, sacred oil lamp in, in the temple that burned for so many more days than it seemed possible uh, to continue burning, which uh, is, you know, a celebrated thing in the Jewish faith. Um, What Frankel realized is the reservoir that never gets fully depleted is your ability, if you can remember it, to be in existence, to decide how you're going to respond no no matter the circumstances. So you can decide whether to become hateful and hate all people if you find yourself in terrible, terrible or terrifying circumstances. Uh, You can decide uh, whether to continue looking to the future, even when it seems that the events of the present are eclipsing 
the next pages or chapters of your unfolding story. How can you do that? Well, number one, I keep using the word remind yourself because it's easy to forget. And that makes you vulnerable to things like depression and panic disorder and all manner of other psychological ills. It's very easy to forget that you retain this power. And that's why this is another way of looking at pain to power. All of the things that are painful in our lives, it's not that they don't hurt. It's not that we might not like to avoid many of them. But when they do occur, putting our heads in the sand won't help. Um, What will help is remembering, yeah, but, yeah, but. And that's a good handy phrase to have in your back pocket. Yeah, or up your sleeve. Yeah, but I can still decide how I'm going to react to this set of circumstances. One person who loses everything financially uh, may hide it from his family and continue going to work when he has lost his job, driving there day by day because he can't bear to face it, he thinks. Another person might say, uh, I'm going to sit down with my family and say, let's look at the reality of where we are. And that way, since things are difficult right now, when they're not difficult, we'll appreciate it that much more. And I'm going to tell you, there's no way I'm going to leave any bit of effort off the table to restore this family to its financial well-being. That The first bankrupt person is running from reality, uh, is uh, going to be subject to more pain because he ha- is on uh, a flight pattern away from his pain. I'm going to fool people. I'm going to pretend that I still have my job. And that way I won't have to bear, uh, you know, the uh, sadness in my kids. I won't have to have any judgment from my spouse about having lost my job again. Uh, the second person uh, has decided to, like an alchemist, to transmute, to transmute that pain into power. He's bankrupt, but he's more powerful than ever. How did that happen? Well, he reminded himself that he had, has, the continuing ability to decide how to react in any given set of circumstances. Now, look, there are things that deprive or could deprive people of that ability to recognize that they're still powerful. Depression is the scourge that it is because it convinces you that you're not powerful enough to do that. You can't decide. Uh, But even in the midst of depression, it can be very helpful to remind people, listen, you're still there. The way that you effort your path out of this, and I know it's hard, but the way that you do that is going to determine to some extent how quickly this clears and what the ultimate toll of this depression is. So if you, inside the depression, decide that you're going to do all the things necessary to heal, then that alone starts the healing process. It also recognizes that you, you, 
when in capital letters, you know, I like capitalizing certain parts of things like yourself, self in capital letters, because self is so important. But if you realize that you've already taken a step away from that potentially all-encompassing cloud of depression. You're already moving toward the light because you realize, well, wait a second, there's a me inside this depression, and I've decided to get every resource I need in order to combat this, and I've decided that during the moments that aren't quite as dark, I'm going to take a walk or do a bit of writing uh, or uh, remind myself to... Uh, exercise here in the house, or I'm going to be sure to get up in the morning and get dressed every morning because it's not good for me to, to give in to this depression. If you can remind yourself, a la Viktor Frankl, that in any set of negative circumstances, even catastrophic, catastrophically negative ones like he faced, and thank God most of us will never face what Viktor Frankl faced in a, uh, a, a Nazi death camp. But if you can remind yourself that no matter what you're facing, that the way you react to it is still in your control, then you are more powerful than it, even amidst the pain. So somebody decides, uh, you know, your, your, your husband decides, I'm leaving. I'm leaving the marriage. Okay. Or your wife, husband or wife. You can react with bitterness. You can uh, react uh, uh, with um, sadness, extreme sadness. You can decide that you're going to say negative things uh, to your kids about your spouse and being abandoned. Or you can decide, you know what? I'm not taking that path. I'm going to remain positive. I'm going to wish this person well. Uh, I'm going to remind this person that if things turn to the negative for him or her, that I'm still here. It's been a long relationship um, and I'm going to get moving in my life. Despite my sadness, I've decided to get moving. But even at a deeper level, because things can erode our philosophical perspectives on life and on our own interior worlds, deciding to not give up on love, deciding that uh, not everyone is untrustworthy, deciding uh, that there were still elements that were worthwhile to the relationship even though it ended. That's all what Frankel's getting at, that it's within your power. You, you never should surrender. That power that resides within you to decide how shall I react to any given set of circumstances? The Stoics had an accessory philosophy, which was that, uh, if you will, uh, they used to say the obstacle is the way. So embrace the pain, embrace the difficulty. Uh, don't say, uh, hey, listen, I'm, I'm going to do it even though things are difficult. It's to pump your fists in the air and say, I'm challenged by this, and I elect to say that the challenge is going to make me stronger. The obstacle is the way. Not only is it not avoidable, but it is something that I'm going to embrace. Now, that's that's a whole different order of 
uh, moving forward and deciding that you're going to take life by the horns, if you will, and, and wrestle it to the ground. Um, but there's nothing more powerful than the Frankel perspective, which is to keep telling yourself, yeah, no matter what happens, it's still up to me. I, you know, I'm reminded of that scene in the movie Gandhi, where Gandhi is attempting to uh, put a vote in a basket. He wants uh, the Indians to be able to vote uh, for officials in India. Of course, the British don't want that to happen. He's putting his vote in a basket or a hat. And as he gets hit again and again by the British authorities, he still efforts putting his slip of paper into that basket or hat uses every bit of strength inside him to keep putting in that effort. In order to do that, you have to make lots of decisions that you're not going to attack the person hitting you, that you're not going to turn and run, that you're not going to simply give up. These are all decisions and making the right ones, quote unquote, the right ones, making the ones that are more most true to you that don't ever negate or forget the fact that you can still decide what to do in the moment, those are the things that resonate with everyone as pure strength. And they're miraculous. Why are they miraculous? Because it's miraculous that human beings have this core, unextinguishable reservoir of power to decide no matter what, how we're going to react. That's where civil disobedience comes from. That's where hunger strikes come from. You can imprison a person, but you can't imprison the person's mind wholly. You can say, I'm going to put in a feeding tube because you're on a hunger strike. That's what you're doing, dude. That doesn't mean that I'm going to eat if I've decided not to because of injustice. And the fact that you're then treating me more barbarically is going to end up inspiring people because I won't give in still. I've decided I'm not giving in. You become more and more and more powerful the more you realize that no one owns that internal, inviolable, miraculous space that I believe is God-given that is your seat of power in the face of any amount of pain. I know you can tap into that. Otherwise, you'd never have found pain to power or me. I just like to remind you of it. Like today. Use that power. Don't ever forget that you have it. Remind other people that they have it too. We're going to need it in days to come. Thanks for joining another edition of Pain to Power, the ultimate podcast. Why? Because we don't settle for these uncertain times making us uncertain people. Pain to Power is meant to make you stronger and stronger as an individual. You want to get even stronger? Visit www.pain-power.com. Pain to Power. Dot com, but it's the number two, not the letters. 
uh, and don't forget the hyphens, pain-2-power.com, or email me if you want to work with me directly as a life coach, one-to-one. We'll do it together. Email me at info at keithablo.com or call 978-462-1125. And the lovely Tiffany will book your appointment. Thanks so much. Talk to you again real soon.